Hey everybody, let's start by doing a little bit of math. So we have four Gospels. There are 89 chapters of material in those Gospels. Given that we have a 156-week cycle of readings that we work through called our lectionary, that means any one of those one chapters of the 89 uh, gets paid attention to one or two weeks of the three-year cycle. But we just had five straight weeks, including this week from John chapter 6, the, the chapter that's about Jesus' identity as the living bread come down from heaven. Uh, that means we spent double the normal amount of time on John chapter 6 as we do on any other uh, chapter within the Gospels, or at least the typical chapter within the Gospels. Is that because John chapter 6 is that important, or is it just because maybe the lectionary designers just love John chapter 6? I kind of think it's the latter one, because theologians do love the, the theology and symbolism of that particular chapter. I love it too, but perhaps for a slightly different reason. Let's talk about inside jobs for a while. Y you know what an inside job is, at least in the life of crime, right? Uh, it's, it's one of those situations where uh, an institution, for example, is victimized by somebody who's on the inside. So let's say a store one day has an unusual amount of cash on hands and it gets stolen that very day because somebody who works in the store lets the thieves know about it, they steal it, they maybe give a little kickback to the person who gave it the, them the information that's called an inside job. It happens in real life, and it seems to be a really good plot driver for lots of movies and books. So now think about John chapter 6 as a bit of an inside job situation. In other words, Jesus feeds the 5,000, and the 5,000 include, and in addition to that, women and children immediately think, this is the new Moses. He's bringing us manna from heaven. Let's make this guy king. And, and Jesus has to withdraw from the crowds for a little while. He then gets engaged for 51 verses with an ongoing debate with the religious leaders about his identity and about this bread that's more important than physical bread. It's a spiritual bread come down from heaven. And, and what happens over the course of all of that is people start peeling off from Jesus. The crowds leave because they get bored or they are disappointed that he's not going to keep feeding their stomachs. And then the outer circle of disciples departs. That's verse 66 when Emily read today's gospel lesson. And if we kept reading to the very end of John chapter 6, we'd be reminded that uh, even one of the 12 Judas will peel off and he will betray Jesus with a kiss, the ultimate inside job. And so there are all of these people for their various motives and reasons who are part of it and then aren't part of it. And, and, and Jesus is left ultimately with those 12 to ask them, um, are you going to leave me as well? To which Peter, the disciple, responds, you know, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Peter saves the day for at least a little while with that response, but we should not lose track of where, the, where this chapter points us, which is to the reality that sin is always an inside job. Think about that a little bit in your life. I mean, we're all human beings, which means I, like you, am a little bit prone to 
blaming other people, uh, looking for issues in other people's lives. In other words, we live into what Jesus says in Luke chapter 6. We do have this tendency uh, to look for the speck in somebody else's eyes instead of the log in our own. But if we can get past that and we do start dealing with the log in our own eyes, we become aware of how much sin proceeds from within us. Of course it's the big three. Power and sex and money drive a lot that goes wrong in our lives and in the life of the world. Uh, isn't it actually frequently, though, just simpler stuff? Um, our own insecurities, our own self-absorption, um, our own unwillingness to trust other people, I think, leads to our, a lot of our conspiracizing as people. Uh, I just think of my own life, how often I, I kind of get wrapped up in, in thinking of somebody else's bad uh, intentions uh, or, or how they treated me, and I, I, I really build up a lot of stuff in my mind. And, and then it turns out none of that was going on in their minds at all. It was all within me. Sin is such a powerful inside job. And that, at some level, is as close to a fire and brimstone sermon as you ever get from me. Because always alongside the awareness of sin as an inside job in your life and mine and in the life of this world is the awareness that God still wins and that God's power is more important than our individual sins. God is unconditional love. God is grace. And that is where the recovery from all of those inside jobs begins. But it only begins there. It gets continued in your life and mine by our own willingness to be accountable to the goodness that God created in us and therefore to live into that goodness and to overcome that sin which is a part of us but which does not ever need to define us. How do you see that in life? Apostle Paul in that great chapter on love says, faith, hope, love, abide. Just, just think of how those work in the life of a faith community like ours. So this past week, for example, uh, as we've mentioned, we had our baby v vacation Bible school program here at Unity Lutheran Church. And this, honestly, was a really hard year for us to do it. COVID makes everything hard. Uh, our longtime director of Christian education, Joanne Tom, died last November, and I think of all of the programs we do here at church, there was none she was more associated with than Vacation Bible School. Uh, it, was, it was a hard thing for us to do, but, but it happened. Uh, people brought amazing energy and creativity to it, most of all the kids themselves. I'm, I'm always so struck, honestly, when, when you watch little kids get kind of tired and, and a little emotional, and, and then they're able to reset themselves and to keep going. That's an amazing act of God's grace in them. And, and when you also watch the, the groups of kids that they're with, uh, so frequently when somebody's having a hard time, the, the group keeps tugging them along and, and doesn't leave them behind. It turns out that love is an inside job, people of God. I think of our faith community and um, the, the many seniors in particular who have passed away uh, over the last 18 months from this congregation and how often when uh, myself or Pastor Sherry or Pastor Muriel or Debbie Reeder uh, 
from our pastoral care uh, staff would be with people and how unafraid they would be and how gracious they would be and how easily they put themselves into God's good, good hands. Uh, faith is an inside job and the people of this congregation demonstrated in the most important and vulnerable moments of their lives. Love is an inside job. Faith is an inside job. The third one that Paul talked about was hope, and I think hope is the thing that drives community, our willingness to keep investing each other in each other and not giving up on each other. I don't know. I think of unity, and I think of us in a five-year period uh, coming together in a collaboration, doing a, a big building project, calling pastors, working our way through COVID, that's a lot of potentially divisive and difficult stuff. In that whole time, uh, there hasn't been anybody at our various meetings and conversations like yelling at each other and being rude to each other. Doesn't mean it won't happen at some point. But, but what to me that symbolizes in, uh, for us as a people of God is an enduring hope that, that what we have most in common is Jesus Christ. And as a result, that allows us to keep working at things with each other for the sake of his ministry. It turns out that community is also an inside job. If we are honest with ourselves, we become kind of painfully aware every once in a while at how much sin is an inside job and how much of it, in a sense, we bring on ourselves and, and unfortunately share for others. It is only the grace of God that keeps us going in the face of that. But, but being saved by that grace then gives us an amazing power to, to also live into those other inside jobs of faith, hope, and love. As John chapter 6 came to its end, Jesus said, are, are you guys going to leave as well? And Peter, who made plenty of mistakes in his life and ministry, was the one who had the, the courage and faith and perhaps just the spontaneity to say, where are we going to go? You're the ones with the words of eternal life, an inside job of the best sort. And when you remember your ultimate identity, a disciple, a friend, a servant of Jesus Christ, you are reminded of exactly who he is. He is the one who pulls the best of inside jobs, because when it comes to Jesus, it's, it's really true. Nobody, nobody, nobody ever has to be left on the outside.